the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And we are back. The time is 5, 6, 12 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let me see here. Let's go to line number four uh, with Nelson in Redwood City, although I shouldn't shouldn't even be expecting Nelson in Redwood City to be calling because he on his way out last Monday. He basically swore (laughs) never to call his program again. No, I, I said I wouldn't listen to the radio station again. <laughs> but well, somebody, how, how, you, you can't. Somebody you can't, at work told me can't. to call. Somebody at work told me to call in. Uh, well, okay. But, you're gonna, um, you're gonna, now you sound like a leftist. Now you're gonna blame somebody else for calling in. That's that's right. It's someone else's okay. fault. Okay. Um, what what are you? What well, observation well, you want to well, make? It's kind of funny because you say that because um, well first. First thing, you know, before I left work, I was talking to a, a Trump supporter, a Republican guy. And, um, and, you know, I agree with him about, you know, the evergreen college thing. I agree with you say the left, especially like the people in Portland, you, you know, there is that type of extreme leftist there. And, you know, it's a funny thing. Out of all the cities where the demonstrations are, Portland is the, the least black city. And there's two different black people, one a Marine and another black person said, why are you guys doing this to the white people doing that? You know, and you're right. They're, they're, those people will never be satisfied. They will always have grievance. Um, right. But but it's the same thing with um, those militia people who wanted to kidnap the governor. Now, if we, now nobody wants to talk about that on conservative Christian radio. And Trump was... That's Trump not true. That's not true. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop us. I can get some air. That's not true, Nelson. See, I I like you, but but you you you're not you're not honest sometimes, man. Don't do that. No, wait a minute. That's I not true. I, listen, radio. I've never heard that. Listen to me. I, I haven't heard listen that. I know, I know. And and if you didn't hear it, then it never got said, right? If you didn't hear it, it never got said. That's not true. You say so, that. I, let's listen. let's go. Back. Well, I'm 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 actually inserting because. The inferences are clear, and anybody that's listening can pick up on it. So what I want to do with you is put is kind of just anchor our, our feet together in some facts with which we agree. First of all, I, uh, I know that it's easy for any either of us, you or myself, to come across a Trump supporter or a, um, a Biden supporter, if you want to call them that. I don't care who you support. Basically, I'm all about principle, and this is where I'm going to correct you again in your outburst that fundamentally – what? I'll probably vote what for neither say? one. But um Nelson, 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 just uh, just listen for a moment. Uh, that 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 man that does not bother me. It makes sense. Um the point being is that we will hear from people first of all I want to affirm you about what's going on up in, in Oregon and different places like that. Those are models of cities that are overcome by radical leftism that's irrational and does not have uh, centrist ideas and what we would call classical liberal ideas. We make those distinctions here at Grace all the time. I understand very healthy thinking liberals. 
a liberal is not the same as your progressive neo-Marxist, uh, irrational uh, Bernie Sanders uh, uh, thinker. I, I, I make a clear distinction between people who understand hard work and also understand uh, human rights and personal rights and leave me alone to, uh, to properly and responsibly maintain my own. These are the things that used to be uh, fundamental to, to, to liberal um, philosophy and liberal policy when our, founding, when our uh, nation was founded. Uh, liberal men understood the right to own property, the right to, um, to be free, the right to pursue wealth and happiness, and not to take it from others. That's not what we're hearing in the Democratic Party or by the Democratic rulers, and one needs to be honest about that. They have no idea of how to express the kind of need to help people to recognize personal responsibility, personal autonomy, personal uh, agency, and therefore enjoy the fruits and labors and rewards of personal success. That is why people come to America, and that's why uh, wealthy people, whether black or white, or hardworking people, whether black or white, end up privately and secretly voting for policies that are consistent with those values uh, notwithstanding their ethnicity and even notwithstanding their, their political allegiance. And this is why I think that Trump is actually going to pull out again because the left just goes way too far. And I'm talking about the left in the media. I'm talking about the left in, in politics. I'm not talking necessarily the, the uh, Democrat on the ground who is traditionally a Democrat but also works hard and loves to, you know, enjoy the things that he possesses. Those are – those are categories that we have to keep in mind, and I know you do, but sometimes when you talk on the radio, you, 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 just, you just go off into bizarre extremes where people are going, what's oh. going on with Nelson? So you can explain yourself now. Oh, oh, you mean the way you go off for the last three months calling everybody a Marxist? <laughs> oh, but that's okay. Um, but, um, Did I call you a Marxist? <laughs> And, um, you know, Nelson, did I call you a Marxist? Are you, are you going to take the hyperbole statement and make it an absolute? Uh, but you know what no, I mean? I, I mean, you, you just, you just, no, I'm just saying, you're, you're you just, said I call everybody a Marxist. Did I, did I, have I called you a Marxist? Did I, did, have well, I ever called you a Marxist? Anyways, anyways so the, in the midterms, right. in the midterms, Asians voted 77%. Um, um, Democrat, the Jews voted 79 to 81%, and they, on the average, have more education and income than um, Anglo whites, the most whites. And um, Prince George County, Maryland, has seven of the ten um, wealthiest black communities, and they're overwhelmingly um, Democrats. One of the, <laughs> anyway, that's a different story. But um, so it's kind of ridiculous when people keep throwing out that narrative that only Republicans work hard. I know you're not saying that exactly, but but you are saying that, particularly towards almost African-Americans, like no African-Americans ever served in the military, no African-Americans ever worked hard and everything. I voted Republican for four decades, and I agree with the guy who wrote the book. It was a lie. It was a lie. I will not vote for Trump. And um, the New Hampshire New Hampshire um, um, union leader, they voted, they have never endorsed the Democratic candidate in 100 years, and they're endorsing Biden. Like I said, I probably won't vote for Biden. And I, I won't vote for the Libertarian this time either. 
because I, I don't believe in libertarianism. It, you know, I did my research on that. But um, but uh, one thing I talk about the originals argument that um, as if Scalia and this lady they restrict originals. I'm from Boston, and and. What the Brits were doing in the 1700s, they could just go into anybody's house. They could do anything to anybody. But this conservative court, um, and Republicans have had control of the Supreme Court for the last 50 years. They're the ones who made abortion illegal, even when they had eight to one thing in 1992. But anyway, Thomas Jefferson and Madison, they didn't intend that the police to have this quality or quantity immunity. They could do anything to anybody they want. Thomas Jefferson went over to France. He didn't like the way the poor people were being treated, and, and that really shaped his thinking. Um, and no, no, this, this, this Supreme Court that favors the police over the people like that is wrong. It's just wrong. The, the, their ruling is not the original. And, and um, I was telling you this before about Scalia. You didn't believe it, but do Google it, and you'll see what he said. He said just because a lower habeas court um, finds somebody innocent of murder, even with DNA, it does not stop the commuting the um, death sentence on that person. No, he he was big on the death penalty. And I mean, and you know, the last thing I'll say is that professor from Columbia, he broke it down how Trump totally bumbled this thing, and hundreds of thousands of people have died for the way he handled it. You may not believe it, but you know, this is a civil war, and Trump is a Confederate president, in my opinion. And I'm with the Lincoln Project, and and I can tell. I can tell. I can tell by the way you talk. Going to sue us, and I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I, I, no, it's all good. Thank you. Thank you. I gave you the time to speak because you have a tendency to to act like and talk like we don't do that here. Uh, you you do have a tendency to overgeneralize. I wanted you to speak and lay it out. People got a chance to hear hear Nelson lay out uh, a pretty broad swath of his his uh, political positions and history and all that, all that was good. That that helps people understand you uh, a, a lot better, Nelson. And, and yeah, we are we definitely don't agree on a number of things uh, substantially uh, on a political level. Uh, and, and, yeah, so that's where we'll have some conflict. But you're always welcome to call, and, and we can engage as long as you don't uh, resort to uh, overgeneralizations and then, you know, getting getting beside yourself about I ain't never calling the show again. That's unnecessary. We're, we're, we're men. We can talk about these things. And I uh, let's see, I got two, a couple minutes. I have never ever um, uh, I have never uh, inferred, implied or explicitly stated uh, any of the kind of caricatures you're making about whether black people work or not, and whether people uh, across the board are, uh, in some categories, conservative or hardworking, whether liberals or not. I've always made those distinctions, always. There is clearly out in the public sphere a line drawn between liberals and conservatives in terms of the main narratives that are out there. We all know it. We understand that politics is fueled by the hardline division 
between left and right, and we can't avoid that, and we should not deny it. We at the same time are mature enough to know that people are individuals, and uh, and as individuals, you give every person the right to demonstrate autonomy and freedom uh, of, of personhood and convictions of values and priorities in life, notwithstanding their political affiliation. This is why I stated in my opening monologue that uh, as 50 Cent and uh, Ice Cube are taking a position of voting for Trump, and it's largely because of what they can read about the policies of Joe Biden and the leftists, the progressives in terms of taxation, being uh, free agents, autonomous, uh, and recognizing the importance of maintaining as much wealth as we possibly can as individuals in order that we can do the best good that we can as individuals. They are following in the tradition of the early founding fathers in terms of classical liberalism, of which that's not a heebie-jeebie term for me. I, I understand classical liberalism, particularly when it comes to possessions and, 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 uh, and rights, and I would embrace that position wholeheartedly. I am totally against this godless, unbiblical platform of Democrats who have uh, invaded the space of uh, theology and ethics and morals with their vile expression of uh, rejection of a biblical model of man and woman and child and marriage uh, and even uh, social boundaries that constitute how we should behave in the area of uh, relationships. Uh, this, this leftist progressive culture with all of its uh, negative, impactful uh, policies that have become explicitly manifested in our world and particularly with young people today uh, shamelessly, openly representing the vileness of the Canaanite culture of which the Word of God explicitly uh, prohibits for any sound biblical Christian to advocate and therefore advocate a, a, a party line that would either turn its head from it or embrace it wholeheartedly in the name of progress, pro, uh, progressiveness is something that the Christian that thinks well cannot adopt. And it doesn't matter what you call me or how you call me a bigot or this or that. I am consistently, explicitly arguing for a biblical worldview that does not allow us to hide behind a political party at the expense of explicit biblical truth. And that's what I deal with at all times. It doesn't matter which you, whether you're red or whether you are blue or whether you are Trump or whether you are Biden. I'm talking about for Christians obeying what the Bible says across the board because our citizenship is in heaven. And if we can find ourselves being uh, honest about that conversation and recognizing that the Bible has a lot to say about all these parts of our social contract and our social relations and our social interactions, then we can find ourselves on the same page. But if I find you being inconsistent and you're professing to be a believer and yet you are going to uh, more prominently uh, protect and advocate a leftist ideology, I'm going to call you on the carpet on it, and you're free to do the same thing with me when you think I'm being consist inconsistent as well. That's the blessing of freedom in our country. We can talk about it, and we should be able to do it civilly, and we should be able to do it rationally, and we should be able to do it effectively. That is, we should know what we're talking about so we can bless people with our conversations even if we disagree, it can be an edifying time of disagreement. So thank you for your call. I'm going to take a hard break. When we come back, we'll pick up more people on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let me see. Um, the next break will be at 6 
Oh, okay. I talk to me, Nate. Keep going to six forty five. Nate, are you there? Just break in on the line. Talk to me, Nate. Or otherwise we can take a break now. I don't mind take a break. All right, great. We'll be right back, you guys. We're gonna take a break. We'll see you in a moment. All right, we are back. Let me see here. We have um we have Marlis on line number one. We've got three lines open, by the way. Y'all give me a call. We've got a little time to talk through more conversation. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Lines are all open. Give me a call. Marlis in Castro Valley on line one. Marlis, what's your question or comment? Hi, how are you today? I'm good. Good. I wanted to say. I wanted to go back to a topic that you uh, broached in 2012 when Obama and uh, oh Kane were running. And in essence, you were saying that you didn't advocate for Christians voting for the lesser of two evils. <clears throat> And I followed that advice. I voted for neither one. But this year, this time, I want to ask, since I've thought about it more, I've listened to the impotency of the loud left, of the loud left politics. I've listened to the impotency of the loud right politics. And I've come to the conclusion that perhaps racism is not as bad as Marxism. So, um, I want to know, why do you believe that, or why do you recommend that a Christian not vote for the lesser of two evils? Because if every Christian heard what you said and followed that, I think the leftist ideology candidate might win, and that would be Biden. And I want to know if, if... Biden wins, will those of us who are Christians be guilty of um, failing to do our civic duty? No, I, I don't I don't agree with the premise. I don't agree with the the fear of the whole argument that you're holding there. So I'll I'll talk about a couple categories. So um I I say that one should never be trapped by you know, I always have to tell people, be careful about what you say I said, particularly 12 years ago or however many years ago. You just have to be very careful. So I always say to people that you're not obligated to vote for the lesser of two evils. That's what I said. I always do. <clears throat> I never tell people not to vote. I simply say that you're not obligated to vote for the lesser of two evils just because somebody's telling you you got to vote. Uh, people struggle with voting. I don't blame them. We are getting to where the candidates these these years are, you know, they're almost impossible to uh to distinguish when it comes to the the different moral and ethical qualities. I mean, we just heard Biden get, you know, at the uh, debate suggest that what's at stake here <laughs> is uh is the uh character Come on. Can you imagine that? I mean, here he is with his hand in the cookie jar. Like most of these controversial 
uh, presidential running mates, uh, candidates have been for the last, like I said, going all the way back to, going all the way back to um, uh, Clinton. Their hand is in the cat, cook, cookie jar. Hand, Clinton's hand was in the cookie jar. Everybody knows he was a philanderer of the highest order. Uh, he, you know, Trump might have been continued with him. I don't, I'm not real sure. Uh, they could fight over that. Uh, both Clinton made it in and Trump. And I didn't vote for either one of those because I, I just try to be consistent with my own conscience. Secondly, here goes Biden now. And God providentially has exposed that wicked man for being such a profuse uh, racist and liar. He's a racist, too, whether you want to admit it or not. He's been on record. No, for being I, I agree. Racist. I think you're right. Okay, all right. All right. So, so right. stop right there. Let me keep going. All right. So because I want to make sure that people are clear on how I think, even though they were clear on what you said. I want you to be I want people to be clear on how I think because I pay very close attention to these politicians and how the media tries to paint it and distort it in different ways. Joe Biden's an absolute racist and his racist comments have far exceeded uh, Donald Trump's. Just very clear. Donald Trump is is uh, his comments are inferred. They're not explicit. And he has thrown off and shown his ability to basically publicly denounce all the groups that the leftists want to kind of trap him by with regards to things he said in the past. And you got to listen to that carefully as well. Um, but here Biden and his family has been hoodwinking Americans and getting millions of dollars in these crooked, wicked deals of which his son now is in a web of controversy that's just massive. But again, it's the same thing that was going on with the Clintons. It was the same thing that was going on in the Obama administration as well, of which the media was complicit at covering up well enough to, to allow Obama to appear to have come out of that thing scathingly clean, albeit Obama and Biden and Clinton were a triad that were trying to take Trump down from the beginning. Everybody knows that because they have all been part of the swamp in Washington, making tons of money on the backs of deceiving the American people that they are there to try to solve their problems. This is why I pay absolutely no attention to the progressive leftists like Obama, like Biden, like Clinton, because they're all the same. Obama, Obama right now is sitting in Martha's Vineyard, uh, uh, building a, a, a $300 million mansion for him and his family. And this is not about coveting anything that he has. I could care less. But I know that he made it the same way Biden is making his money, the same way the Clintons are making their money. This is called big-time pimping in politics. And everybody knows this. And here comes Donald Trump in the fray. And he messes up the whole game. And everybody wants to destroy him from the beginning up to the very moment. And this is where Biden now is sitting on the pinhead of either taking over government fully, uh, fully and closing down any successful exposure of what's going on in the swamp because it's coming out a little bit of the bubbles and the stench of it. It's rising up because of the improprieties of his son, uh, 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 Hunter Biden. And, uh, and, and the media is trying to keep a veil up so that we won't see the wickedness of this man, which would simply perpetuate itself in his own administration with the progressives, because Marxism is just a bunch of, of, uh, of what we might call smoke and mirrors lying through their teeth. This is the nature of Marxism, period. So what do we got going on here that, uh, that American citizens will have to deal with? 
Well, Marlis, it was what I had said in the closing of our conversation uh, last Monday, is that policies do sometimes trump the person. No pun intended, meaning that sometimes you got to leave off with being, being troubled by their personal character attributes and look at how the exigencies of the policies mandate that we stand against something that will perpetuate even more evils that we see going on in that democratic uh, platform. So it's not axiomatic that you don't vote for either one because you don't like either one. It also requires us looking at the policies and saying, if my vote can stop the evil avalanche of wickedness that's coming down the pike by the uh, progressives, then I might be compelled to put my hand over my nose and still vote for the man who has proven that God's hand has been on him with so many policies this three and a half years that is remarkable. So many policies he's implemented for the good of America, for the good of our country, around the world, and particularly for Christians. If God can keep using him to do that, notwithstanding how wicked he was before he entered into office, then it might be worth worth it for me to vote for the policies that will save America or benefit America America's design, and I would not be at all uh, surprised if a person said, Pastor, appreciate all that you just said, not voting for either one of them. I would say, walk in your integrity, man, walk in your integrity, woman, because in reality, as believers, this is what we know absolutely, for which I reject your uh, fundamental uh, outcome of your premise, uh, Marlis, that a government is not going to save us. And a government is not going to destroy us because God is on his throne. God is on his throne. He will have the ultimate outcome in this, and it will serve his purpose no matter who is in the White House come January. So thank you for the call. I hope that helped explain it. i got to take a break. Sorry, got to pay some bills. Maybe you can pick it up next week. I know it didn't satisfy, but we got to pay some bills. I'll be right back. All right, we're back. Did Marlis drop? Did we drop Marlis? If we drop Marlis, I'm sorry, Marlis. I was just, we had to take a break. That's all that was. Um, and we could have just talked on and on and on. I do want to kind of recap, but if someone wants to try to call, you can. one 367 one The problem with politics, the diabolical nature of politics is really true, is that the candidates do lie. They do not say the absolute truth about anything, even when they are being somewhat truthful. For instance, Joe Biden, uh, to I don't know how many millions of people were watching the debate. He said, I have never taken any money from any foreign country in my life. Well, everyone knows that wealthy people have offshore banking, offshore accounts, and they have secondary and tertiary sources by which the money is given to them only indirectly. And that's the whole thing about all of these emails that are coming out on this laptop that Hunter Biden tried to uh, get rid of before the uh, FBI or CIA called him into question, and and it showed up anyway, because that's the way sovereign God works. Sovereign God says, be sure your sins will spy you out. So here we are, and this is so fascinating to me, you guys, and I'm not quite sure what the election turnout is going to be. But here we are a couple of weeks from the election and Joe Biden is, uh, 
is now at the center of a massive scandal, of which if he becomes president and, and the media starts really start feeding on the Hunter Biden thing, we all are going to be now looking at Joe Biden with the same kind of jaundice eye. We looked at Hillary Clinton. We looked at Bill Clinton. We looked at, at others uh, who were making uh, money uh, off of politics. We saw how that even though George W. Uh, Bush was uh, naive and simplistic in, in his win, uh, nevertheless, him and, and uh, Dick Cheney, uh, set up a uh, a windfall of economic prosperity over in Iraq with uh, with the companies going over there making tons of money that they were padding their own pockets for. This is politics in America, ladies and gentlemen, and this is why people that are somewhat aware of the hypocrisy of it don't invest their souls in either party at such a level as would be tainted by uh, contradictions. And uh, and hypocrisies and equivocations, which make you look bad, and particularly if you are a Christian, the Christian ought not to be so identified with politics to where you are justifying the wicked in order to uh, maintain uh, dignity of faith or dignity of life, uh, and that's why the church should not be wrapped in the flag or so tied into politics as to be standing on the side of Donald Trump in a way of asserting that somehow he's a Messiah um, or the second coming of Jesus or as clean and pure as the wind-driven snow. There's nothing about politics that would assert that. However, I, I will again state that if we had the ability to really have Donald Trump's policies laid out, from the time that he got in up to now, and see exactly what he's accomplished. He has the right, just like every president does, to have his accomplishments front and center so the world can see what has been accomplished. It is remarkable what that man has accomplished in the face of almost the whole house, including the Republicans who are nothing but rhinos seeking to impeach him, seeking to destroy him, discredit him, and including the previous administration of Obama and Biden and Clinton with all of the rules and, uh, and the misdirection of, of Russia, Russian involvement on the part of Donald Trump. All of this is scandalous, but it doesn't stop me from sleeping. Why? Because God's on his throne. Why? because he turns the hearts of the kings whithersoever he wills as the rivers of water. Why? Because there's no counsel, nor wisdom, nor knowledge against the Lord. Why? Because all things are working after the counsel of his own will. Why? Because in the end of the day, the Lord sets up kings and the Lord puts down kings. Why? Because he's Lord of lords and king of kings. And because all of this is true, <clears throat> I rest with the outcome because the outcome is going to work for God's glory and my good, right? All things work together for good to them that love God. And that's why you and I don't have to pull our hair out. This is why you and I don't have to <clears throat> turn into sworn enemies and fight each other to the death. If we're Christian, all we have to do is keep our eyes very clearly fixed on the word of God. Heaven will open up. We will see the invisible God on his throne by faith, and we will comprehend his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, standing at the right hand of God to receive all of his elect into the presence of God, particularly when they're persecuted and killed. And we will see Christ ruling as Lord of Lords over the nations of the world as he is doing now. So things are working out 
just fine. Our job down here is to be true and authentic witnesses of the glory of God in Christ. A faithful witness delivers souls. A false witness telleth lies. And your job and mine is to avoid being part of the pack of lies that this world system is constantly trying to uh, perpetrate on human beings to hoodwink them and deceive them and set them up for the forthcoming antichrist system, which is almost already here in the first place. So there you go, your little Bible study as we move toward the end of the program. Uh, I want to encourage you to keep your eyes on Christ. If you don't have a place to worship, you can come worship with us on Sunday at Grace and Hayward. You can watch us online. I'm teaching Tuesdays at 6.30, Friday at 6.30, grace-bible.com. We're in the book of Revelation. We are in Revelation chapter 17 on Sunday, 16, closing out on the last trumpet judgment. We're getting at it, getting at it. God's opening up the word, helping us to comprehend the beauty and sovereignty of Christ as he protects his people who suffer for telling the world there's a Savior who died for our sins. Whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's the good news of the gospel for which we pray for governments and leadership and families and husbands and wives and children and everybody, quite frankly, because God blesses us all, and that's what you and I want. I'm not hearing the music, so I'm going to keep talking until I hear the music. Ah, there it is. There it is. We will see you guys next week. Monday's going to be killing. (laughs) Y'all be ready to talk about it on Monday. Until then, keep your eyes on him.